0: section 24 of the wit and humor of america volume 2 this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit librivox.org recording by robert smith how ruby played by george w bagby jud brownen when visiting new york goes to hear Rubinstein, and gives the following description Of his playing. Well, sir, he had the blamedest, biggest, catty-corneredest piano you ever laid eyes on. Something like a distracted billiard table on three legs. The lid was hoisted, and mighty well it was. If it hadn't been, he'd a tore the entire inside clean out and shattered him to the four winds of heaven. Played well? You bet he did. But don't interrupt me. When he first sit down, he appeared to care mighty little about playing, and wished he hadn't come. He tweedled a little on the treble, and toodle-woodle some on the bass, just fooling and boxing the thing's jaws for being in his way. And I says to a man sitting next to me, says I, What sort of fool playing is that? And he says, "Hush." but presently his hands commenced chasing one another up and down the keys, like a passel of rats scampering through a garret very swift. Parts of it was sweet, though, and reminded me of a sugar-squirrel turning the wheel of a candy-cage. "'Now,' I says to my neighbor, he's showin' off. He thinks I'd doin' it, but he ain't got no idea, no plan of nothin', and if he'd play me a tune of some sort or other, I'd—'But my neighbor says hush!' very impatient. I was just about to get up and go home, being tired of that foolishness, when I heard a little bird waking up away off in the woods and call sleepy-like to his mate. And I looked up and see that Reuben was beginning to take some interest in his busyness. And I sat down again. It was the peep of day. The lot came faint from the east, the breezes blowed gentle and fresh. Some more birds waked up in the orchard, and then some more in the trees near the house, and all began singing together. People began to stir, and the gal opened the shutters. Just then the first beam of the sun fell upon the blossoms a little more, and it touched the roses on the bushes. And the next thing it was broad day. The sun fairly blazed. The birds sung like they'd split their little throats. All the leaves was moving and flashing diamonds of dew. AND THE WHOLE WIDE WORLD WAS BRIGHT AND HAPPY AS A KING. SEEMED TO ME LIKE THERE WAS A GOOD BREAKFAST IN EVERY HOUSE IN THE LAND, AND NOT A SICK CHILD OR WOMAN ANYWHERE. IT WAS A FINE MORNING, AND I SAYS TO MY NEIGHBOR, THAT'S MUSIC, THAT IS. BUT HE GLARED AT ME LIKE HE'D LIKE TO CUT MY THROAT. PRESENTLY THE WIND TURNED, AND IT BEGAN TO THICKEN UP, AND A KIND OF GRAY MIST CAME OVER THINGS, I got low-spirited directly. Then a silver rain began to fall. I could see the drops touch the ground. Some flashed up like long pearl earrings, and the rest rolled away like round rubies. It was pretty, but melancholy. Then the pearls gathered themselves up into long strands and necklaces, and then they melted into thin silver streams, running between gold and gravels. And then the streams joined each other at the bottom of the hill, and made a brook that flowed silent, except that you could kind of see the music, especially when the bushes on the banks moved as the music went along down the valley. I could smell the flowers in the meadow, but the sun didn't shine, nor the birds sang. It was a foggy day, but not cold. The most curious thing was a little white angel boy. LIKE YOU SAY in PICTURES, THAT RUN AHEAD OF THE MUSIC BOOK, AND LED IT ON AND ON, AWAY OUT OF THE WORLD, WHERE NO MAN EVER WAS. CERTAIN I COULD SEE THAT BOY, JUST AS PLAIN AS I SEE YOU. THEN THE MOONLIGHT CAME, WITHOUT ANY SUNSET, AND SHONE ON THE GRAVEYARDS, WHERE SOME FEW GHOSTS LIFTED THEIR HANDS AND WENT OVER THE WALL. And between the black, sharp-topped trees, splendid marble houses rose up, with fine ladies in the lit-up windows, and the men that loved them, but could never get an eye of em who played on guitars under the trees, and made me that miserable, I could have cried, because I wanted to love somebody, I don't know who, better than the men with the guitars did. Then the sun went down, it got dark. "'and the wind moaned and wept like a lost child for its dead mother. "'And I could have got up then and there "'and preached a sermon better than any I ever listened to. "'There wasn't a thing in the world left to live for, "'not a blame thing. "'And yet I didn't want the music to stop one bit. "'It was happier to be miserable "'than to be happy without being miserable. "'I couldn't understand it. "'I hung my head and pulled out my handkerchief.' and blowed my nose loud to keep from crying. My eyes is weak anyway. I didn't want anybody to be a-gaze at me a-snivelling. And it's nobody's business. What I do with my nose, it's mine. But some several glared at me, mad as blazes. Then, all of a sudden, old Reuben changed his tune. He ripped out and he reared, he tipped and he teared, he pranced and he charged like the grand entry at a circus. "'Appeared to me that all the gas in the house was turned on at once things got so bright. "'And I hilt up my head, ready to look any man in the face, and not afraid of nothing. "'It was a circus, and a brass band, and a big ball, all going on at the same time. "'He lit into them keys like a thousand of bricks. "'He gave no rest day or night. "'He set every living joint in me a-going.' And not being able to stand it no longer, I jumped sprang onto my seat and just hollered, Go it, Rube! Every blame man, woman, and child in the house riz on me and shouted, Put him out! Put him out! Put your great-grandmother's grizzly gray greenish cat into the middle of next month, says I. Catch me if you dare. I paid my money, and you just come and eye me. With that, some several policemen run up, and I had to simmer down. But I would have fit any fool that laid hands on me, for I was bound to hear Ruby out or die. He had changed his tune again. He hopped ladies and tiptoed fine from end to end of the keyboard. He played soft and low and solemn. I heard the church bells over the hills. The candles of heaven was lit one by one. I saw the stars rise. The great organ of eternity began to play from the world's end to the world's end, and all the angels went to prayers. Then the music changed to water, full of feeling that couldn't be thought, and began to drop, drip, drop, drip, drop, clear and sweet, like the tears of joy falling into a lake of glory. It was sweeter than that. It was as sweet as a sweetheart sweetened with white sugar mixed with powdered silver and seed diamonds. It was too sweet. I tell you, the audience cheered. Reuben, he he kinder bowed like he wanted to say, Much obliged, but I rather you wouldn't interrupt me. He stopped a moment or two to catch breath. Then he got mad. He run his fingers through his hair. He shoved up his sleeve, he opened his tailcoats a little further, he drew up his stool, he leaned over, and, sir, he just went for that old pioneer. He slapped her face, he boxed her jaws, he pulled her nose, he pinched her ears, and he scratched her cheeks until she fairly yelled. He knocked her down, and he stamped on her shameful. She bellowed like a bull, she bleated like a calf, she howled like a hound, she squealed like a pig, she shrieked like a rat, and then he wouldn't let her up. He ran a quarter stretch down the low grounds of the base till he got clean into the bowels of the earth, and you heard thunder galloping after thunder through the hollows and caves of perdition, and then he fox-chased his right hand with his left till he got way out of the treble into the clouds where the notes was finer than the pints of cambric needles, and you couldn't hear nothing but the shatters of them. And then he wouldn't let the old pianer go. He forward to... He crossed over first gentlemen, he chasséed right and left, back to your places, he all handsed around the ladies to the right, promenade all, in and out, here and there, back and forth, up and down, perpetual motion, double-twisted and turned and tacked and tangled into forty-seven thousand double-bow knots. By jinks, it was a mystery. And then he wouldn't let the old pianer go. He fetched up his right wing, he fetched up his left wing, he fetched up his centre, he fetched up his reserves. He fired by file, he fired by platoons, by company, by regiments, and by brigades. He opened his cannon. Siege guns down there, Napoleon's here, twelve-pounders yonder, Bay guns, little guns, middle-sized guns, round shot, shells, shrapnels, grape, canister, mortar, mines, and magazines, every living battery and bomb a-going at the same time. The house trembled, the lights danced, the walls shook. The floor came up, the ceiling came down, the sky split, the ground rocked, heavens and earth, creation sweet potatoes, Moses nine pences, glory ten-penny nails, Samson in a simmon tree, Tom Thompson in a tumbler cart, ruddle, oodle, 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 ruddle, uddle, 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 uddle rattle, addle, rattle, reedy, weedy weedy reedy, weedy 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 perank, bang, lang, perank, bang. With that bang, he lifted himself bodily into the air, and he came down with his knees, his ten fingers, his ten toes, his elbow and his nose, striking every single solitary key on the piano at the same time. The thing busted and went into seventeen hundred hemmy dammy hundred and forty-two hemi-demi-semi-quivers, and I knowed no more. When I came to, I were underground about twenty foot in a place they call Oyster Bay, "'a treatin' a Yankee that I'd never laid eyes on before "'and never expect to again. "'Day was breaking by the time I got to the St. Nicholas Hotel, "'and I pledge you my word, I did not know my name. "'The man asked me the number of my room, "'and I told him, "'Hot music on the half-shelf or two.'" End of How Ruby Played Recording by Robert Smith